Salutations and Ave. Welcome to Babylon Rising, a podcast about witchcraft, sexuality, and creativity. I always love getting on the mic and creating new episodes that I hope can serve as helpful to other people's journeys and Hopefully this will be one of those episodes. I get the feeling that some episodes are more or less helpful than others. Um, Nevertheless, I'm I'm always excited. And this time I have prepared a number of prompts to consider when working with demons and magic. And hopefully these are some things that you can think about and consider in some uh within the context of some kind of uh contemplative or mindful practice meditation um drawing painting sculpting uh etc i don't know create a playlist based on how some of these questions make you feel and really i just want to help um i want to help you guys listeners to figure out, you know, when I get on the mic and I discuss some of my more, uh, some of my more personal ideals about, uh, demon magic as I love to do, and I've done a number of times on the show, um, I want other people to also be able to be supported so that they can think deeply about their own feelings and experiences and, uh, you know, decide how you would like to contextualize these things. Um, Personally, I'm the kind of person that loves to just sit down and think and think and think and think and think and think, think, you know? Um, I'm not much of a doer, not gonna lie, but thinking skills I definitely do possess. And to a certain extent, it is helpful when you are trying to nurture your spiritual practice to you know sit down and organize you know how you feel about this and how you feel your experiences may be leading you in one direction or another or you know how you want to approach the culmination or the future of your practice Um, by thinking about what you want and how you feel about these things, which um, I think it can also be uncomfortable for people to really sit down and think about, like, really deeply process these spiritual experiences and practices that we're trying to engage with, um, because it can, I guess... This is just something I've noticed that sometimes people, including myself occasionally, can feel like thinking deeply about something invalidates it or makes it seem less important or, you know, whatever it is that is making people insecure about um, approaching their spiritual practice with a critical eye, I think, you know, I think, this is what I think, I think that, you know, this critical eye to directed at your spiritual practice, to directed inward, can save you a lot of grief um, and save you a lot of time and help keep your practice healthy and alive when you are sort of doing your due diligence to make sure that what you are engaging with is um, what you want and what you need and also not like making you crazy for back for lack of a better word i'm sorry uh but i have discussed a number of times that spiritual practice in general is dangerous and belief itself is a volatile substance 
that can lead you down some destructive paths, uh, let alone a spiritual practice, which is um, in terms of working with demons and in terms of working with demons in a magical practice um, in the way that I approach it at least, you know, because there are lots of different ways people work with demons, but my approach, my sort of more venerative um, working relationship with these demons, um, I'm like slowly losing my train of thought. What I'm trying to say is that when we are talking about this type of demon magic that is a lot of times very focused on a sort of metaphysical spiritual evil and very concerned with you know not just like this sort of mythological evil that has its focus on knowledge and um a growing like a productive furtive darkness am i am i mixing my words a um A difficult path focused on difficult subject matter that we hope grows us into better, more spiritually evolved, or whatever that means. Better people. Better beings. Alright? Um, and that, like, all of these factors, like, the focus on darkness and belief in and of itself and spirituality in and of themselves, like, is dangerous and can lead to destructive behaviors um and that is much more likely to happen if you are not sitting down and thinking critically you know about what you want and what you don't want and what is happening and what is not happening you know and i will give an example not a dangerous one but just I will say this, that many moons ago, I mean, not that long ago, I <laughs> can't wait till I'm like actually like 10 years older than I am now so I can actually be like, oh yes, yeah, so 15 years ago at the beginning of my practice, you know, can't wait till I'm actually like, I get that cred that comes with being older, but still though, a number of years ago, this did actually happen a number of years ago. I was very interested in uh, Hellenic Reconstructionism as a practice, um, and I was obviously very excited about it, and I did dedicate some time to it and apply myself to this practice, learning about uh, history and also what contemporary reconstructionists are doing and what am I concerning myself with and what are the principles of Hellenismos that reconstructionists are carrying forward into the future and etc etc you know and I eventually got to a point where I felt like this direction like of Hellenic reconstructionism was not in alignment with a lot of other beliefs that I had about reality and about magic. And I, f I was trying to force myself to continue in that direction when it didn't feel honest for, for what I needed. And obviously there are circumstances where something is difficult in your practice and you feel like you are reaching an obstacle that you need to overcome and then you continue and overcome it and your practice grows better and brighter than it was before but there are also times when you need to you know get out the chopping block and get rid of things and separate yourself from things you know those that's also a reality of spiritual practice there are things that you need to leave behind or you just want to leave behind and you you got to know the difference between those types of circumstances and you know if i 
wasn't thinking on that deeper level, I probably would have forced myself to continue to the point that my practice completely fell apart because it wasn't something I wanted to practice. And then I'm, I would have been wondering like, why am I not going to my altar and why am I not getting these benefits out of my practice that I used to get? Um, where are they going? And I definitely continued on with that longer than I should have, um, just by the fact that I was confused. So these are just things to think about. And I think we can start getting into some of those prompts that I put together for people interested in working with demons in their magical practice. Uh, so I think we can get into these. These are sort of supposed to follow some kind of progression, but uh, not necessarily. Feel free to skip around whenever you return to this episode, if you ever do. I mean, you could always just listen once and get everything you need out of this episode. I'm not here to judge. One question we can start off with is, what about this moment makes you feel called to practice with demons? I figured this was a very interesting question to start off asking yourself because there there are always like weird circumstances which lead us to particular spiritual paths and oftentimes people think back on their experiences and realize that you know what about their experiences led them to this moment or maybe some kind of completely unforeseen outside force has put you in this situation that led you to seek out this path like whatever it is whether it is an influence of a beloved family friend or family member or loved one of whatever kind introducing you to something new or just the wonders of the internet introducing you to ideas that you maybe were unfamiliar with some kind of innate internal force which pointed you in this direction uh whatever it is it's i feel like interesting to consider what it is that is driving you in this direction right now like what is it about you know have you had some kind of revelation about yourself and what you want that has put you in this direction very interesting to consider and i think people when asked might say oh not that interesting i just i saw it on the internet and whatever um that that piqued my interest but i think if you think deeply about you know that circumstance like it's usually not just like it's usually not only that you saw something random and you all of a sudden felt this urge to be in this direction there's usually another layer that is more interesting than you might think i think people sometimes underestimate how interesting they are um and of course sometimes people uh overestimate how interesting they are <laughs> and those people who overestimate how interesting they are create podcasts so um listen to that self-drag now the following question continues in a very similar vein of thought and that is what specifically about demons is alluring to you now what may be driving you towards a practice with demons which was the first question is sort of one half of the puzzle piece because you know people everyone has you know different motivations for why they may do something but like more often than you would think people have very similar motivations for doing something uh and so two people might have very similar motivations for whatever directions they may have taken on their spiritual journey um and there was they both were triggered by the same the same type of circumstances led them to seek their spiritual paths and 
maybe even they were they both have been called to practice with demons um but it is interesting to think about the other half of that puzzle the other magnets sort of these are sort of two magnets that need to stick together and so especially considering that demons a lot of what is generally concerning demonic entities is often desire and so i think thinking about what what is alluring about demons for you people are attracted to demons for the way that they embody um a value in uh social transformation and revolution or knowledge or self-determination or sex and sexuality um, expressing openly sexuality and sexual desire um, these are all sort of ideas and energies that demons often embody that people can find very attractive about them And that's sort of, you know, thinking about what it is you love about demons, I'm sure is something that morphs and changes over time. Um, what someone might, someone might be literally um, attracted to demons because of the taboo. And I think, you know, plenty of people would say that that is shallow. And maybe if I was feeling in a more judgmental mood, I would say something similar. But you have to understand that whatever is alluring to people about demons doesn't change the fact that this can be very moving, empowering spiritual practice, no matter what the initial desire is. Um, and so thinking about your initial desire doesn't mean, or your initial attraction to demons doesn't mean it's going to stay that way forever or that you're saying something definitive about yourself right now or sorry it doesn't mean that you're saying something definitive about yourself forever into perpetuity um i i don't know what's wrong with me in this episode i just feel like i'm misusing all sorts of words like and I swear, I'm pretty sure I'm not, but I like, I have that little seed of doubt forever. You know, these questions, none of them really are set in stone. Um, it's just giving you a bit of insight into what you may want your future to be and what you, how you would like to feel about your past. And those types of uh, perspectives can be very important and helpful. Moving forward to the next question you may want to ask yourself, that is, what might be some specific aspects of working with demons uh, or the idea of demons that might scare you? Something that I hope I've made clear uh, over the past many episodes of the show that I discuss working with demons in this particular manner um, is that it is definitely a practice that I wouldn't say is like super easy or comforting all of the time and is sometimes like upsetting or scary and I, I've definitely had experiences that have been very positive and comforting in the short or long term, but I've also had experiences that were um, upsetting or disturbing or brought to mind things that I would rather not. <laughs> I've definitely had experiences working with demons in my practice and being like, but I don't like... I mean, I don't, I don't really want to trivialize how distressing this can be for people, including myself. It can be genuinely upsetting to follow the, the path of darkness. I'm feeling dramatic, okay? Follow the path of darkness and meet along the way very distressing things about yourself or people around you or the world. And... The way that that can be so deeply upsetting 
um, whatever like your reaction to that might be, it might be just straight up fear or it might be righteous indignation um, and it might be disgust even. You know, these are all just generally things to consider, you know, is there something about this practice that you feel scares you or that might scare you? Um, demons, for as much as they embody desire, they also embody fears that people have, you know, and people tend to tend to want the things that they fear. I think, what was my list earlier in the episode? I mentioned uh, social change, self-determination, sex. These things are things a lot of people want, and they're also pretty scary, you know? I don't think I've made it a secret on the show that I am a queer person and I'm a black person and I live in the settler colonial state of Canada and you know I think these are not things that I've made secret and they are also things that come with a plenty a plethora of problems that I would like to see solved although I'm sure they will not be um (laughs) not in my lifetime at least and most likely not ever but that's the pessimist in me what i'm trying to say i'm getting a little off topic is that i of course want things to be better and i would like things to change drastically i would like for you know there to be real reparations for indigenous people who live in so-called Canada instead of the like wet fart like the Canadian government is always doing you know I would like for there to be real ugh. I'd like for them there to be real gosh I don't know I'm just feeling so off today I would like for there to be real systemic change that really uplifts all types of minorities and that's great and I want that and I'm sure plenty of you listening also want those types of things we all want equality right I would hope so um but that doesn't mean that like the process of achieving those things isn't scary or that you know you know that's a spectrum some people are more scared than others but you know you have you have to kind of admit about yourself that things you want can be scary and you can feel free to still want them you know i think that's the other really interesting things that working with demons in this way like kind of helps you to see like you can want things that scare you deeply that deeply terrify you on a social soul level the very fiber of your being you know you know i don't think i need to explain that sex is very scary for plenty of reasons and it's also something so many people want you know i'm not gonna say everyone i just i happen to live in that type of culture that like you kind of don't want to talk about sex, but you kind of really, really want to talk about sex. And it's like weird and it's like limbo and it feels like you can't have real honest conversations, but you can like long for like, you know, it's it's weird and also very true. People like want things that they're scared of and it doesn't have to be a bad or good thing. Um, But it can definitely be a more or less destructive thing. Um, Also something to consider. Following up with the next question, and really this is a follow-up to really a lot of what the previous part of that question and expanding upon that question was, um, if demons do inspire um, some kind of fear within you, do you feel that might be a productive fear or an unproductive fear? What kind of fear do you feel is productive and worth exploring?
Now, fear is definitely something we've discussed on the show a lot. Uh, in general, we I bring it up. I bring it up anytime I discuss demons, and there is a whole episode called Fear and Terror, uh, Curses and Witchcraft, I think it's called. Um, and it's sort of slightly different perspective, but we're still talking about the pr- productivity of fear in magic. Um, and in this case, I, like I said a number of times, working with demons can be scary and genuinely distressing and still a very good thing in some people's lives. But that doesn't, like, I would never say that, like, it should be terrifying to the point that you never get anything done, you're super paranoid, you're always looking over your shoulder, you feel judged to the point that you're paralyzed with humiliation. Like, you really don't, you don't want to be so caught up in fear and distress that you never get anything done and you never get any of those benefits that other people get despite that fear, if they have it or not, you know? Um, And the kind of fear of demons that I think we should all be able to acknowledge is sort of, it's sort of a more uh, cultural thing. It's no secret that the practice of working with demons and magic in any way whatsoever, no matter like what your approach is, um, is very taboo. And it definitely falls along the lines of a lot of taboos that still exist today. Um, so like the wires get crossed and so you're working with these entities and you're interested in this very alluring darkness and also that alluring darkness can sometimes, you know, stimulate similar responses to types of cultural biases that we all have within us. And if the way that like you're picking up on those types of emotions for yourself is debilitating, then I would never recommend a practice like this. This That's my opinion. I mean, obviously the point of this exercise and the whole point of this episode is to for you to be able to think about it and make that decision for yourself, um, whether to continue or leave behind or make whatever kinds of changes that you might feel are necessary to the benefit of yourself and the people around you, to be honest, because I mean, it would it's very distressing for people to see somebody like lose their mind on magic. Like it's very distressing. And part of because that's the case, uh, you don't want to like worry loved ones around you, you know? Um for that reason, I'm always very reluctant to share about my spiritual practice in real life. Like, I love discussing spirituality, and I love discussing demons and taboo and magic, etc. Um, and I'm obviously pretty open um, about my personal experiences as well. Um, like, it's, you know, and also as much as I preach, like, being needing to be able to keep track of consensus reality sometimes you're discussing things and you just you lose the plot and then you can sometimes you know come back into yourself and realize like you sound absolutely not right like you sound like you've very much so lost touch with reality um and that can be especially for people who whatever their perspective is exactly they don't even have to necessarily be super like secular rational individuals who are like you know super not into spirituality they don't gotta be like anti-theists for what you're saying to sound absolutely bonkers people can come from any perspective and then hear me talk about how um a demon walked out of my painting um and i fell out of my chair (laughs) Like, which is, I think, a story I've shared on a number of episodes at this point, like, at least two. Um, Like, saying that to somebody can, like, be very distressing for them. So, I'm a little bit off track here, but what I'm trying to say is that nothing is wrong with being afraid, necessarily, and we all have cultural fears that are very inescapable 
that, you know, we're all trying to mitigate and process and deal with, um, but that can still crop up from time to time. Um, but in any case, you have to, for yourself, decide whether whatever kind of fear you are experiencing, if you experience any, in a practice working with uh, demonic forces, demonic divinities, uh, you got to decide for yourself whether that is giving you anything, whether you're getting out of getting anything out of that. Um, and even that being said, like, is it destructive? Like, you might be getting something out of that experience, but it's not enough to compensate for, you know, like I said, you're super paranoid, you can't sleep, like you're in so much distress, you're worrying your friends and family, like, you got to sort of balance these things, like, and obviously, it is not a new thing that spiritual practitioners, mystics, magicians, occultists, pagans of all stripes and colors and creeds experience ordeals. I mean, not to get into like, oh, this practice is like fluffy bunny. Like, do y'all remember that term? Like, <laughs> anyways, not to get into that whole can of worms. I'm just saying that we know even if you're just familiar with, you know, the history of our movements that associated with it are ordeals, um, which are distressing or potentially like revolting to other people, like a very strict um, cleansing practice, uh, fasting, uh, strict meditation practices, being left out in the woods somewhere to find your way back yourself, flogging, um, psychedelic drugs, uh, various death practices which serve to like mimic the experience of dying, which can cause hallucinations like sensory deprivation, etc., etc. Um, so again, this is a very complicated question for you to think about, and I'm sort of just expanding that out, hopefully giving you some ideas about what how you feel about it, because there are just plenty of angles to this. Like you, you don't want to completely shatter and fall apart. Um, if you don't have to, <laughs> I'll say that. Um, but some people might, that might be a part of their journey and, you know, anyone can feel however they feel, you know, I'm just here to sort of help you to consider, you know, for your consideration. And the next question, what do you expect to gain from inviting demons into your life and into your spiritual practice? Wow, I didn't realize how well I laid these questions out because I would like, I get to the end of one part of the discussion and the next question is like a perfect follow-up. <laughs> Not to pat myself on the back too hard, you know, I don't want to fall out of my chair again. <laughs> Now, this is also important to consider. I think it might turn people off and make certain people, especially if you have a very strict polytheistic viewpoint, like, oh, why do you just want me to think only about what the demons do for me? I'm supposed to think about what I can do for the demons. Like, sure, yeah, that's also a perspective that you are obviously allowed to have and has its merits. I feel like I'm slurring so bad <laughs> and I don't know what to do about it. I think it's because I haven't slept well, but nevertheless, moving on, uh, ask not what the demons can do for you. Ask what you can do for the demons is certainly a perspective that people are allowed to have and that has its own merits and its own benefits as an approach to this type of spiritual practice. Um, but I think on a practical level, and, you know, we're talking about demon magic, magic generally is aimed at more practical goals. Like, I mean, maybe that's weird for some people to hear like magic and practical in the same sentence, but like some of the most popular types of magic Sorry, let me rephrase that. Some of the most popular forms of magic 
going back centuries <laughs> have been for very practical means like to get a lover or to not lose a lover or to find a stolen or lost item or to catch a thief or uh to punish your enemies like these are all like pretty practical desires like so keep that in mind i think generally in any spiritual practice um just you know what are some more practical ends the other thing to consider this is not something this is something that people would say when i was newer to spirituality many moons ago and i would be like i'm never gonna think that like i'm just never i guess i'm just not a practical person but i'm older and i have more experience and now i'm gonna say this to you okay it's great to be all up in the astral realm and to have crazy out of this world dreams and speak to aliens and speak to demons and speak to the old gods and have them tell you these amazing things that really change your soul um that doesn't change the fact that the way well i just realized i'm going to say change a lot of times that doesn't change the fact that any steps forward you make on your spiritual journey in order for you to see those changes to see those changes manifest they're going to need to manifest on a practical level in the material realm okay if you are working with i'm trying to think if you are working with a demon i'm going to continue the tradition on this show of like not saying names of spirits um generally speaking but you're working with insert demon name here uh to help make you into a more disciplined um person because you feel like you are very flighty or airheaded and it is very difficult for you to apply yourself to projects over a long period of time wow i feel like i'm calling myself out i don't mean to um you're working with this demon to this goal and you're speaking to this demon on the spiritual realm and they're showing you these visions and they're helping you to alchemize your soul um and then you know you get out of that vision and then you live in the real world and you still don't apply yourself to projects and you still don't dedicate yourself and you know you don't make any changes in your life either that make it easier for you to apply yourself like maybe you realize that you have these very specific um tells that if you pick up on them early on you can notice that your attention is waning and create a strategy to help you uh alleviate that you're not doing any of these things you're just you're in the spiritual realm yeah i think more often than than not this will sort of be more instinctual uh like you work with demons and you sort of pick up on the fact that you need to be like applying those lessons in real life uh, especially if you're working with demons they they can be very not subtle about what shit you need to stop doing or what shit you need to start doing when they feel like it um and other times they can be cryptic as shit you know it depends but you know that being said what do you see yourself getting out of inviting demons into your practice and into your life do you want to become a more dedicated applied person do you want to be more comfortable expressing your sexuality do you want to be a better friend you know do you want to be a more nurturing person generally speaking do you want to be a better cook, you know? Do you want to be better at studying? <laughs> etc, etc. I will say just an obligatory like demon magic is not a substitute for like professional um like mental health support. Just, you know, throwing that in there. I would hope you know that. Uh but also you know, that you know, had to say it. I had to say it. Um, so I think it's important to, you know, especially thinking about the grand sort of scheme of a practice like 
what we are we are trying to think about here in today's episode is you know you might be afraid of things and you, you might really want certain things but what do you expect to get out of this practice you know the previous sort of questions might on some level be more a little bit more in the realm of the mind you know whereas I think it's important to also consider like more practical desires you have for a practice like this because especially in my opinion any spiritual practice you do should be changing you on the level of um, material reality like you should be changing for the better hopefully <laughs> hopefully for the better I would hope that you are changing for the better um, and I would hope that betterment of yourself is manifesting in the way you interact with the world around you because what more could you want you know what more could you want I think okay so I'm I'm looking at my notes and I've decided to go a little bit out of order of what I have written here uh, because I feel like this question which I kind of put near to the end I'm gonna like move it up here so let me ask you this what do you feel that a spiritual practice with demons offers you that other types of spiritual relationships might not this is a super important question for me and I think about it all the time because you know who's to say that this is just my like you know 3am thoughts you know the witching hour it's just it's got me all in knots thinking like who's to say that a practice with the demons is more or less fulfilling fulfilling than a practice with literally anything else maybe that's just my inner chaos magician you know nothing is true no practice is better or worse than the other that kind of thing um but still it is important to think about you know especially if you have some experience with other types of spiritual practices that you are maybe they're changing around this new interest you might have or maybe how things have changed over time i mentioned before that i used to be very into the uh hellenismos okay and i would definitely say that things i learned from uh that type of uh hellenic reconstructionism i like use today um in my practice um because my practice is also like something that's always in the background is being a chaos magician and how different types of spiritual paths can uh, work together in my life in my personal practice but you know that's neither here nor there I have an episode discussing that in more detail probably but what I'm trying to say here is that um, if you have some experience with uh, different types of spiritual paths and you maybe worked with uh, other types of deities maybe you worked with uh, I'm trying to think of an insert deity type here maybe you were a Christian okay and you had a relationship with the uh, Christian God uh, and or we you know I don't want to do blasphemy um, or uh, heresy you had a relationship with the Christian God and the three persons of the Trinity um, and Mary throw Mary in the pile for good for good uh, good luck you know and so how did that relationship how did those two relationships how do you feel like that maybe is different than this um, and do you even feel like they're different at all and I feel like an interesting question to ask even if you don't act on it at all is you know if you don't feel like there's a big difference why even work with demons in this way at all if you don't feel like there's a difference not saying that you have to feel that it is so radically different in order to justify changing your practice do whatever the fuck you want and live your life however you so choose especially when it comes to well okay don't hurt anyone just have to obligatory throw that in there but uh in terms of your spiritual practice 
change that, you know, on a whim tomorrow, study Buddhism. And then the day after that, study Hellenic Reconstructionism. Like, take the time to dedicate yourself and apply yourself in, you know, whatever the direction of your heart's content. Um, But I think it's just an interesting exercise to think, what is a spiritual relationship with a demon for you? What is it? And how is it maybe different than other types of spiritual relationships that you might have with someone else? You know, even if we're talking about the spiritual relationship that you might have with a mentor um, versus a spirit guide versus uh, the Holy Spirit versus Jesus and, you know, versus Aphrodite versus Juno, you know, throw it all in there and just, just, it's interesting to think about the differences and how that makes you feel, whatever thinking about that brings forth for you, how does that make you feel? Now, since I have gone a little out of order, um, I'm sort of on the spot deciding which question to go with next, and I think we'll go with if you feel what you might gain from inviting uh, demonic spirits into your life um, is worth it to you, whatever benefits you might gain, would it be worth losses that you may suffer? This is a sort of... uh, interesting question. You can answer it in a number of different ways. I think obviously that's the case for all these questions, but this one has just awakened something within me. I don't know, but um, obviously we have sort of been thinking a lot about in this episode fear and what is destructive versus what is more productive in your life and applying spiritual lessons to your material reality, um, and how you interact with the world around you, etc, etc. And we've also talked about what you want and what's attractive to you and all these other types of things. And that's great, but what about losses you might suffer and, like, do the gains outweigh those losses that you may that you may suffer, you know? It's important to consider that, you know, whatever it is that attracts us to this path, I'm sorry if you can hear me, like, I just cut myself off, but I was peeling tape off my little desk because I do assignments in my bed like a chump, and I have a little bed desk, and it gets really gross. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is that Of course, there is a lot to be gained from this type of spiritual practice if it's right for you. Um, And also, we can't really deny that whatever attracts us to this path, it is very taboo. It It is very taboo to say that you are any kind of Satanist, any kind of witch or occultist or magician, and let alone one that at all interacts with demons or demonic forces and this is something that is even ostracized within the larger like neo-pagan new age contemporary spirituality movement and that's important to consider because you know you might lose something in in associating yourself with those taboos um of course there's a lot of power in taboo obviously and that might interest you, that power. And I'm not here to judge if that is something one of you out there listening wants. I will not lie and say it doesn't feel good sometimes to be that person who's like, yes, well, the demons, they said this to me, and then this happened, and then those demons and blah 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 and metaphysical evil and the power and beauty of darkness and darkness is like a diamond that transforms your soul and you know 
(laughs) Who doesn't like that? You know, we all get into our moods and feel our feelings and that can come from a lot of different places and there's power and stuff like that in taboo, but you know, that doesn't change the fact that taboo isn't just the stuff that you like. (laughs) There are also things that are taboo that are perfectly like legitimately taboos that you might also inadvertently become associated with. Like how it's sort of, you know, like how people think if you're gay or queer or transgender, you're like immediately a pedophile. And, you know, just, they just, they they hear the homosexual or transgender or whatever, and all they hear instead of hearing like a group of people who are marginalized for their sexual desires and that's bad and they have built a community around this shared experience and identity and blah blah blah. They just hear like sexual deviant and then they're like, you know who else is a sexual deviant? A pedophile. So these these things must be exactly the same. Um, and this is sort of something that happens with that taboo of demons and witchcraft that might lead you to like lose relationships if you like if that's something you share with people which of course it's something you share at some point if someone is close to you if you really want them in your life or if someone has been a part of your life up until that point they might like be disgusted by you because you you maybe say you're some kind of satanist or luciferian but what they hear is like I don't know, like, baby sacrificer. Probably they just hear pedophile. Just, you know, it probably is like that. They they hear, it's like you're trying to say, you're trying to express a beautifully com- complicated um, and complex idea about your spiritual life, but they just hear, like, deviant. They hear what's wrong with you. They hear, you know, like they don't hear anything good or positive and that can lead to conflict and turmoil and isn't that some shit you know (laughs) of course it is there's also the fact that especially when we are undergoing the processes of some kind of spiritual evolution um and we're changing like even if the taboo isn't what is causing conflict in your life, it might be just that working with demons is making you into a really different person. That's also possible. Like, be aware that, like, this stuff does change you. I think this is something that I am sometimes in the habit of under, like, emphasizing because it's like, ah, like, I'm the same old person. I just also I'm speaking to demons every night um and that's not necessarily true (laughs) like this type of practice it changes you um in a very particular way and it can make you a little too spicy for other people um and that looks slightly differently for everyone um maybe you are more open in a way you weren't before or maybe you're less open than you were before or maybe you're more aggressive or you're less aggressive or you just see things differently you just have a different perspective when you have when you're maintaining some kind of spiritual practice especially again one like this that is so concerned with darkness um and revolution and stuff like that, you know, it can make you a little bit too spicy for other people. Um, and it can make you like lose parts of yourself, the changes that you undergo. I think we can move on to what will be the last question for this episode. Are you comfortable with the idea that a relationship with demons and with the infernal divine might change you even in potentially unexpected ways. If you're wondering, yes, I did 
get into the last question really deep and then realize I was sort of getting into the following question and then cut myself off really quick. I will say that whatever changes you undergo, like that, you know, you may experience, whatever it is, you always have to decide whether it is, whether you are better off with these things or better off without these things. And when it comes to these types of changes, they're almost completely unavoidable. That's the thing. It's not like you work with any any kind of spiritual being, spiritual intelligence, gods, goddesses, angels, planets, the moon, the earth, the sun, the stars, like whatever it is. And especially when it is demons, when it is infernal beings, whether it is demons, whether it is chthonic spirits as well, like especially these types of entities, you, it's not as if you can put up some kind of spiritual shield and then not be effective. It's not as if you can do some kind of cleansing and then not be effective. It just is the case that when you are engaging with practices like these, you are, you're going to change. You're going to change. And that could be for the better. And you could be a more amazing person. And like, I'm just like happy for you if that's the case. Um, and I obviously wish everyone's spiritual journey is end up like that obviously uh sometimes that's not the case and we make we end up changing course we course correct whatever um but like you got to be comfortable with that you know spirituality will change you it just will whatever that looks like exactly you know that that varies person to person circumstance to circumstance right because we're always interacting with our environment and we're always bouncing off of people around us um and so what that change looks like exactly, who knows? I don't know what that looks like for you. But you have to decide, like, is like, do you want demons to be the thing that changes you? I'm sorry, I gotta unzip my sweater because it gets super cold at night. And then the heat kicks in and it's so fucking hot in the morning. Anyways, okay. What I was saying was, you, you kind of, you have to decide at the end of the day, at the end of this, this discussion, whatever kinds of conclusions you've come to about yourself and your practice and what you want and what you don't want and your fears and your desires, you know? I just realized I said want and desire and those are like basically synonyms. But what I'm trying to say is, like, having a spiritual practice where you are working with demonic forces, with demonic entities, and you are evoking and invoking them into conversation and dialogue with you and into helping you to change your life. Um, however, however that looks for you, like I said, it's gonna, it's gonna make you into a different person and you might not even notice it really because it might just feel so good for you but it might also like be really difficult or maybe even feel bad and you might want to then course correct and make a different decision like I worked with insert demon name here and then it made me much more angry like I realized that I was angry more often and like whatever for whatever reason like maybe you were always angry and didn't notice or maybe you were suppressing that anger and now it is coming to the surface more frequently because maybe that does make you into a better person but i mean here's the thing being a better person also looks differently for different people you know and i can definitely envision circumstances in which someone being more angry is a good thing for them but that also like might make you into a more prickly person who is hard to be around for people who have known you for a long time because they're like huh like why are you just so angry all of a sudden and it's like a change that some relationships might not survive of course people like get over those kinds of things i mean i do at least i'm the kind of person that i'm like 
to my friends and family like why are you so concerned about this all of a sudden and then it's like never mind I'm over it like I guess this is just a part of you now that I have to live with and I'm sure that will be the case for people in your life if you find like you sit down in this episode with me thinking and you think to yourself actually yeah you know now that you mention it I am more like this or I am less like this and I guess people just got over it they just like learned to deal with it because I mean I feel like this is just my this is by the way coming from someone who has been rejected time and time again for my weird spiritual beliefs and for my strange sexuality and for my gender queer gender identity like I have experienced plenty of rejection do not worry but I can also say that like like you you change and it's weird and then some people just get over it you know like that's also a possibility like as much as you want to consider relationships ending they might just change and then just continue you know um and that's kind of really where I want to leave off on the sort of thought-provoking questions about your practice with demons. And I hope that these questions helped you to gain some insight into yourself and your practice. Um, and I'm just, this was a very fun episode for me. I'm very excited to know what you think if you have listened to this episode and come to interesting conclusions or maybe you really enjoyed this type of episode very fun for me to create I'm very excited about it so let me know what you think actually before I wrap up the episode I just want to put in before we get into like the episode wrap-up notes the end notes that this is the first episode I'm recording since I have gotten a new pair of glasses and I've had the wrongly prescribed prescribed glasses for several several years um and it has like genuinely interfered with making this podcast it make it used to be very difficult for me to make this show this is not something i've ever brought up but not being able to see my monitor correctly when i have incredibly poor vision um and like I never know how I can like read my notes like on my monitor I have like a 13 inch like Mac so it's not really it's not like it's that big either for someone with poor vision and it's like how can I see my notes and also see the audacity tab so I can check like I'm recording properly and then I also need to be making sure that I'm speaking directly into the mic as well and it's like it used to be this whole fiasco that I always I always had to finagle it to work and recording this episode I had such a good time and it was so much easier to create I mean still a lot of work podcasts are just a lot of work but definitely a more enjoyable work experience, I will say. And at the end of the episode, I'm realizing now it's probably because I can read my notes and also speak into the mic and also see everything I need to see. And like, I don't have to be hunched over and like distressed, you know, I'm no longer distressed. And so hopefully I carry that energy into any further new episodes of the show. With that being said, with that little tangent out of the way, we have now reached the very end of this episode of the show. If you have questions or concerns, do feel free to email me at babylonrisingpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram where I basically live. My Instagram page is called venus.libitna. Uh, that's libitna, L-I-B-I-T-I-N-A. And both of these are always linked in the episode description. If you can, please support the show by either donating a number of dollars. It's like, it's like three or four dollars a month to the podcast Patreon page. Uh, or if you can't do that, 
feel free to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Both things are very important to keeping Babylon Rising on the internet. All this information and more is always in the episode description slash show notes, so feel free to check it out. And I will say, before I, you know, say the thing at the end, that if you do donate a number of a couple of dollars, it's like $3, $4 a month to the show Patreon, then you do get the episodes like around a week in advance. And you also get a couple of bonus episodes where I discuss whatever, like, like, I am very open on the main feed, but there are also things, like, I don't want to share on the main feed at the time because something's going on, because it's just a more exclusive conversation. Uh, so those go up as Patreon-only episodes, and then you also get the, um, the main episode, like, like, a week in advance. So, until next time... Ave Babylon. Babylon.